everyone, welcome to the first episode of Art Buffet. I'm Clementine. And I'm Jade. Today, we want to talk about the French-American artist Louis Bourgeois and an exhibition of her in the Hayward Gallery in London during this February and May 2022. Yeah, actually seeing this exhibition of her was the first time that we hang out together and we were also really inspired by Louis Bourgeois' artworks. Yes, and we were also impressed by the way of Hayward Gallery's curation on her artworks. Clementine, how would you feel about this exhibition? I just feel that all the artworks are quite nicely incorporated with the environment, with the exhibition place. Because mm-hmm. the exhibition place is like warm, wooden stuff, mm-hmm. and it's all matches with the artworks. Yeah, I had a really weird kind of moment with the artwork. Like her presence was still there. It was so quiet that like yeah, you could see everyone really like just standing there and feeling the material the warmth as you said like in them but also such mixed emotions because to me it kind of felt like diary kind of like the things that define her but then reconstructed put together with everything like the floor especially I think in the UK, I've never seen like floors like that. Only in the Hayward Gallery, that's like ceramics. Usually it's like wood or mm-hmm. I guess in the church, but it felt like a home. And having her works, just owning the whole Hayward Gallery, the whole space, is just so unique. Um, since it felt like going to someone's home, do you feel like not knowing her? about her at all when you enter do you feel like you know about her after you've seen the things displayed so when i enter the place and i don't know why the spider just suddenly caught my eye and i just wanna i just find it so familiar with the, of the spider and i thought that i could just see the spider as long as i went to the space but i didn't mm-hmm. so yeah, so actually, as a first part of the visiting, I was quite impatient because I just want to see the most eye-catching stuff. And, but somehow, I'm, I was quite drawn into all her works, especially. I started to notice that there's so many clocks in the room. Like, she, I, I feel like she's so obsessed with the concept of time and... It makes me very curious. What do you think is she trying to do with time? Or what was her concept of time when you saw her works? Maybe a feeling of a repairing time. Because she made the old artworks with needle. And I feel like you are trying to bring yourself back to your life and change the things that happened to you before. Like some kind of regret. I guess it makes sense to see also what happened to her and her family and the way her parents, um, Dave, raised her. And if you see, like, some of the clocks actually don't have the needle mm-hmm. that's pointing the exact time. So it seems like she's kind of enjoying her time and by not paying attention to the time. Yeah, maybe she's lost the conception of time by sewing, by weaving, 
even the act of weaving itself it consumes time and seeing her work it's very delicate i just want to talk about some points that's really shocked me like when i went to the second part of the gallery i just saw so many stuff about childbirth about miscarriage abortion and also i feel like it's such a heavy topic but in some work she is such a delicate and soft and light way to depict uh, the heavy stuff for example like for this artwork she just used a fish knife to cover the a little baby and it's mm-hmm. it looks so light and it just quite like a big construct also interesting to see how that is like hung from the bottom mm-hmm. and the baby is trapped in this net and it looks like the hand is like facing upwards asking for help or feels like it stopped in a moment of an exact moment when perhaps when the baby crying for help or is trapped there and feels like it's begging it looks like mm. and uncomfortable but also kind of in place and interesting to see how it's hung like that like mm. instead of being on the floor but it's like if you ever keep fish in home this is the stuff that you use to catch a fish up and so you can change the water in the fish bottle so it's like as you catch the baby up from the river of wound <laughs> yeah and i remember when i was like a child we used to like go to aquarium or like fish store and then we used to catch like a fish that we like it's quite disturbing i mean such a small baby as well yeah and also this one is like she made a pillow in the shape of a pregnant woman with three little pillow on her belly and it's, it reminds me like three children and on different parts it's like hard you know like the pillow that that is used to hold your neck in a certain position mm-hmm. for like therapy and it feels like the mother which is the base of the sculpture it's so hard but the baby is so soft uh, the layers of the baby it mm. looks like rice bag that is filled and then it's something that you can throw away something that is so <laughs> something you can throw away <laughs> yeah you know like those like sandbag that is used to, for running like when i was in high school there was this like mar- not marathon like uh, back and forth running and you need to grab the bag and then run and then you need to leave it on the other side and then run and then back it's like that like a uh, sand bag and the mom there has really tense boobs <laughs> and tense body but she's strong she holds the three children yeah and she's bent as well which is like such an uncomfortable position and then let's talk about the way it's caged in a glass box with a wood lining how do you feel when you look at a body just a part of the body actually just the upper body with sewn parts I feel it's more relatable because although it's not uh, a complete body, but it's just represent the stuff for related to all women. Because you can just feel like it's a mother with suitcase. 
also interesting yeah for us like we haven't given birth but we feel like uh, very connected to this work and also we feel for mothers for our mom mm-hmm. for mother experiences actually the ugliness of giving birth the ugliness in a way that it's painful you can see so much pain in that in in the stitches the left the sprouting stitches but the lightness brings so much beauty to it yeah. i feel like this work there is a woman sitting on her knees with uh, several uh, stream of milk coming from her breast it also feel like a spider because it's like she's being a vibe with her breast with her Breathing. It's also kind of feel like as a mom of three children, you have to breastfeed your three kids, and the three kids they are acting in different ways, and they are having their own different lives. It's also like you are a spider, and you are living your children's life. Because a spider has to come all around the vibe to finish it, and a mom has to come from this kid to that kid to that kid to yes, breed them. But also the position of her, it feels like the string is attached to her nipples, which is something that is life-giving. She nurtures these children, but also there's something about it that is quite exploitative. Mm. Like she is born in a family. I think her parents are um, the owner of an antique tapestry gallery, an antique business. Yeah, if we draw like kind of a connection to that maybe of how women yeah women's labor because here she looks like quite trapped and then strangled like she's stuck in there and she kneels like she is obedient to feeding these children and it's almost like in a surrender position and she's just there ready to be used or ready to be productive I think one can argue that motherhood it is slavery because it's a job every day. I mean, for like privileged families, they can hire nannies or other family members who take care of the children alongside. But to be, for example, a single mom or a mother who does not have as much support from their husband, like a husband who doesn't do as much at home, yes, motherhood is slavery because you don't get paid necessarily, but it's like hard job, a lot of work. Say that this is a job you go to work at midnight and finish work at midnight. Okay, it's like a twenty-four hour job, and how much pay you can get from this job? What benefits you can enjoy from this job? And you feel like there's a lot of abusive inside it, and sometimes you don't even have that enough social recognition of it. Tell me more about abusive in mother labor, because that's interesting to me. Abusive is more like a systematic abusive. Say if like uh, the surgery is a really nice built infrastructure about mom and you maybe you can have some mattresses, you can bring your babies there and they can care for you. So you don't have to always be around of the childcare. It's systematic in a way that, yeah, especially when they're just born, 
the baby is always crying at night and you know you have to be there for them you you need to breastfeed them or like try to calm them down oh my god <laughs> yeah and so do you think like what you personally believe in then if women decide to have children do you think they should uh, of course everyone's different like their choices but what do you think of men's role do you think then because definitely babies need their mother's touch and their mother's care more than like everyone else because mother is the first giver because baby definitely needs they need parents but the parent doesn't have to be a mom but i personally think that maybe not 100% mom it should be mom but then i see children who don't grow up like having a lot of contact with their mom and they grow quite distant with their moms or they don't have like an emotional connection with their mom when they grow up it does affect their way of dealing with problems maybe but maybe not for everyone i mean it's different but maybe fathers can also like share the roles or the family or child care yeah because you know i've been doing therapy and my, my therapist, she's from the psychoanalysis background, so originally from Freud. So I feel like modern psychotherapy has put too much weight on mom. Like if you feel like you are into this personality, maybe it roots from the relationship with your mom. And it's always about how your mom treats you. And it puts so much pressure on mother like you. How should you treat your baby so they can become a person with healthy personality? That is a lot of case. I think when I brought the point up, it's like I didn't mention about like, you know, the role dad and mom actually have in child's development or society in general or bigger family. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a child to grow successfully and also healthily. Yeah. I agree that mom motherhood is important, but maybe it's not only from mom, it's also from the father and from every relative in your family and from the teacher in the society. Yeah. I think when I mentioned that is because I think in most Asian societies where like or I guess in middle class or lower class they need to divide roles kind of. Okay, dad, you work mom you stay at home but for some families like like both their mom and dad could not be physically or emotionally there because they need to fulfill the children's like first need which is to eat mm-hmm. or just to live in a comfortable situation of a home of a place and that's when you know both mom and dad are not present but I personally think that mom's at least the one who first needs to give the physical touch and emotional safety for the child first. Well, because naturally they're born from the mom's womb. But then I also believe that everyone should be a part of the child's development. I guess mom and dad are important. Okay, I'm mom and dad are important. Maybe because I, I'm from a family where like my mom fulfills both the emotional provider and financial provider. So like it's a lot of roles for a mom i'm not saying that my dad's value is less than my mom but i've grown to feel like the emotional connection i guess from both mom and dad actually are important Mm -hmm. yeah 
And actually, for me, I think I live in a really close, really tight, big family. Say like my parents, and also my aunt and my cousin are so closely tied into my childhood memory. And my cousin, she's only like ten months younger than me. So we are both we are like siblings. We grew up together, and we are compared by our parents and other families together. Like we are always. In some kind of competition, like who's the more lovely one, who's the cuter one. A lot of like childhood, I wouldn't say trauma, but like not so pleasant moments comes from my conflictions in this huge family. I think my relationship to my mom is quite peaceful. Yeah, I think with larger families, tends to be like a lot of conflict. The bigger we think of the family, the more kind of like conflicts or like. Disagreements, or we just have different beliefs sometimes. So speaking about Louis Rogers, this artist is like the middle children in a family, and the middle children is the most ignored children. Mm-hmm. I'm a middle child. Well, I'm the third out of fourth, but it's quite middle. So me and my second brother were the most problematic one. <laughs> But to see her education in philosophy and mathematics, she must have been a smart woman. Interesting that she's known for her art, but also her way of seeing life and mathematics play a huge role. Cause the scale and the way she weaves things and layers and her patterns are very technical. I don't know why her artwork just so impressed me, and the way of her creating art. Kind of imprinted in my mind. So after I saw this exhibition, and I went to other exhibitions, and I see several artists that have similar way to depict the artwork as Louis. So like I went to the Portugal, and there's like a contemporary art institution called Seraph, and they were exhibiting a artist called Jose Nelson. He also used to weaving of time, of thought, and personal clothes, childhood items, and it's so similar. And I also went to the Venice Biennale, and I saw an artist called Hannah Levy, and the way of she depicting some installations also reminds me of those. Yeah, like she's using silicon products and also the metal to produce some sculpture, and this is like a spider. It just reminds me of a little spider. Yeah, very two different contrasting materials.、Mm-hmm. I think I really like the way it's. Very sterile, very like clean,、mm-hmm. and it actually reminds me of like the hospital, like、mm-hmm. a psych ward, but also like a strip club. <laughs> yeah, so she always used medical equipment and safety bars to create objects. Cause the silicon cover resembles human or animal skin, so she's like interpreting the machine with life, that the machine can breathe. I like this kind of feeling of contrast. So yeah,、um, I've never seen Astari Rashid's and Armani's artworks in real life. I've only seen them online. I found her when I was searching for textiles, political art. So actually, Astari Rashid is Indonesian ambassador in the Sofia embassy, and I think the way she uses really known cultural objects like 
Hermes bags or the kabaya which is like Japanese women attire for different ceremonies or just daily wear for weddings or seventh month pregnancy celebration and in these two artworks she's used metal to sculpt the objects that are significant to her life like how she's traveled to Sofia to be an ambassador and she's also someone who has a connection between different countries and since cloth has a very significant connotation in Indonesia of how it's symbol of culture and femininity I think I like the way she plays with branding and then using it for a satirical reason. And then the next one is Arahmayani. She's also Indonesian but she's fled to different countries like Cambodia, Thai during the 90s. She fled away from the very chaotic political situation in Indonesia. Because artists back then, they were like artists who dared to speak about sensitive issues about the government and so on. They were like in trouble. Either they get in prison or their artworks would be burned and so on. Or So she's so a phrase which means I love you in Arabic. I think it's Anna Yihabakuk. And actually this this was made by like she worked with a community in in Thailand called Ban Kroa. It's a Muslim Cambodian community and the community uses textile as a soft protest to protest to the government in Thai and this exhibition was in Singapore so like she had international audiences and what I really like is how she's used the language that is very foreign to some people but she's used the universal language of love and she invites people with the fabric material making it welcoming to the space with colors and she uses a language that is muslim language to actually invite love to people and yeah i thought that was a brilliant way to work with the community and then making something that is that actually resolves traumas and healing through tiles in singapore where there's racial violence and also a country that has a very diverse background of communities and religions so this is actually a way for her to break the stereotype of the muslims as being portrayed as terrorists she was suspected by the immigration in the airport when she traveled to the united states because she's a muslim so i feel like she's quite used a humorous and ironic way to depicting the discrimination she's faced by the immigration office regarding her muslim backgrounds and by saying this i love you i feel like she's saying like how can you call me a terrorist when i bring love and also i saw ironic like so many western countries calling muslim people terrorists while they are causing wars in middle east countries so who's the real terrorist yeah well despite they had a history with you know the 9-11 i guess then the whole muslim population becomes like a scapegoat for Mm. being muslims and yeah now that 
America is causing wars in you know like with Middle Eastern countries and they've actually caused injustice in the world and I thought Armani has done really good job in hanging them and using the space it's large it's the whole stage and if you see like the top parts being hung like that it's similar to Louis Louis Bourgeois's way of stretching the fabric and the way she also marries between the Indonesian and American flag and using the Islamic cap for men and then for women the veil sort of like marrying them together um, and having the children in the middle yeah it's, it's just sort of like a theater or like a puppet show so that's it for today's first episode in the Art Buffet Show. Please do subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends, art lovers. Please do recommend us shows, exhibitions, and artists you'd like us to talk about in the next episodes. See you soon! Bye!